Hello and welcome back to the Dinger Discussions Podcast, your go-to podcast for all things baseball. My name is Matthew Guir, and I thank you for joining me today. So, it has been a while since I've recorded one of these. It probably about a year. I think it was around the end of 2021, so more than a year. Um, you know, with school getting stressful, I started college last year, and that was a lot, and I couldn't continue with the podcast. I apologize, but now we're back. I kind of have a grasp on things, I think, um, and we're going to take this starting into 2023 and hopefully make it all the way through. I'm very excited for this upcoming baseball season. You know, um, pitchers and catchers report in only 15 days. It feels like the offseason just started, but here we are. It's very exciting, like I said. Um so I thought for this episode, since, you know, as I said, the offseason pretty much over. I mean, you might see a few trades here and there, but I mean, for the most part, you know, the big name uh, free agents and even like the, the smaller free agents have all signed um, players that were expecting to get locked up via extensions that happened as well. So why not go through each team? We're going to break it down National League and American League, I think, because I don't want a super, super long episode. Um, we're going to start with the National League, and we're just going to break down, you know, each team's offseason. We're going to see how they improved, how they got worse. Um, I will say, though, for the most part, I'm just going to be talking about players that were brought in to the team. So, for example, I wouldn't. Who left? I wouldn't be talking about in the next episode, like Xander Bogarts leaving Boston and what effect that has on Boston. I'd more be talking about the positive effect it had for uh, San Diego, right? So that's how I'm going to do this. And then in a later date, I'll kind of go through, um, you know, in the same format of each division and we'll, we'll, like, we'll analyze each team as they stand going into opening day, like the roster, use fan graphs, all that thing, make my prediction for they'll finish, playoff hopes, World Series hopes, that kind of thing. So, yeah, kicking it off, we're going to start with the National League, like I said, American League in the ne- next episode. Um, and we're going to start it with my Philadelphia Phillies, your National League champion, Philadelphia Phillies, I might add. So, NL East, start with the Phillies. Phillies brought in Taiwan Walker, starting pitcher, four years, 72 mil. He's going to slot in as their four starter behind Wheeler Nola and Ranger Suarez. They brought in Matt Strom, lefty out of the bullpen, who was with Boston, two years, 15 mil, along with Craig Kimbrell for the bullpen, one year, 10 mil. Traded for Gregory Soto, um, also fill with that bullpen, you know, with the Phillies bullpen being pretty much a joke the past couple of years. I mean, they were pretty good in the postseason last year. I don't know what happened, but someone flipped the switch and they all decided to be pretty good. Um, but I do appreciate, you know, um, the organizational, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The organizational just the, the direction that they're going to go and we're not going to have this be a problem anymore. In fact, it kind of, I mean, obviously you got to play the game still um, and Kimbrell and Soto and stuff, they could be question marks, but you still have to uh, play the games. But hopefully that is a strength for them. Um, they also traded for relief pitcher Junior Marte out of San Fran. And then the big one, obviously you're like, why hasn't he mentioned this one yet? Shortstop Trey Turner, 11 years, 300 mil. He's going to slot in right at shortstop. 
um, probably in the two spot. He fits more conventionally as a leadoff hitter, but I don't think they're going to mess with the lineup and move Kyle Schwarber out of there because it seemed to work last year, even though he doesn't obvious. I mean, it's been a thing his whole career where he's not the conventional leadoff hitter, but I mean, we're going to, they're going to ride with it. So now they have uh, his $300 million contract as well as Harper's, obviously Bryce Harper, not going to be playing until about the all-star break. So the fact they can bring in a bat like Trey Turner to help supplement that offense even more. I mean, you're obviously going to miss Harper, but definitely not as much now that you have, you know, another, in my opinion, top 10 player in Trey Turner. Um, Also, I did say we're not going to talk about players leaving, but since it wasn't a trade, they traded away to Detroit in that Gregory Soto, Cody Clemens trade. They traded away Donnie Sands, who was a uh, a catcher in the minor league system. About he he was like a quad A guy. He was I think he was with the the Iron Pigs, the Triple A team for a while. And you know you're being blocked by JT Realmuto. Um, you're not really going to get too much playing time there. Also Garrett Stubbs, who I think is a great clubhouse guy as a backup catcher. And then Nick Maton, Matt Vierling. Sad to see them go, but they didn't have a starting role here. They'll get time in Detroit to play, so I think that's honestly a better situation for them. So yeah, that's my that's my Phillies. Walker, Strom, Turner, Kimbrell, Broughton, Soto, and Clemens, and Junior, Marte to round that out. Um, so moving on now to the division-winning Atlanta Braves. They didn't actually sign anyone of significance, in my opinion, but they did however, trade for catcher Sean Murphy from Oakland, trading away their top pitching prospect in Kyle Muller and William Contreras to Milwaukee in a, it was a three-team deal. Um, and then immediately after they got Sean Murphy, they locked him up six years, $73 million. I don't understand how AA Alex Anthopoulos keeps doing it, but I mean, it's voodoo magic. I don't get it. They keep signing all these really, really good young players to these really, really good team-friendly deals, and the Braves are going to be a problem for my whole life, it seems like. It's insane. They keep on this pace. Um, But yeah, I really only had those three notes. It was Sean Murphy, so now him and Darno are going to split time. I would assume you're going to... I mean, Darno, he doesn't have, like... He's not, like, injury-prone necessarily, but he definitely has a history of it, of you know, of, of getting hurt, not like, you know, kind of often. So I think giving him s- some more days off now with the younger Sean Murphy back there is absolute stud behind the plate defensively. So I think that'll help. Um, you'll be able to DH Darno a lot more. Um, and yeah, I mean, it probably hurts for Braves fans. I mean, I wouldn't know, but seeing William Contreras leave, um, you know, obviously first year he did very well last year. I don't know necessarily if he's going to keep up on that pace. So it's probably good on the Braves to sell high there. But, I mean, regardless, I mean, he seems like a likable guy. He had the whole Timmy Trumpet song. Um, And, yeah, so that's that's your Braves. They they, uh, basically traded for and then extended catcher Sean Murphy. Moving on, the New York Mets, who I think had a very interesting offseason like 90% positive. There was a little bit at the end, which we'll get to. That kind of soured it a little bit. But then again, I still think they had a very, very, very good offseason. So going into it, obviously, you had the threat of you'd be losing Nimmo, you'd be losing DeGrom. I feel like there was another bat in there that they might have lost. 
maybe not. Um, oh, no, it was not another bat. It was Edwin Diaz, which is my first note, obviously. should look at that. Um, but, yeah, so they let DeGrom walk. Resign center fielder Brandon Nemo, eight years, 162 mil. Uh, resign closing pitcher, some would probably argue best in the league, Edwin Diaz, five years, 102 mil. That happened literally like a day or two after this, the offseason started. I remember I was like, wow, Cohen is not messing around. That happened very quickly. Um, they exercised Carrasco's club option, 14 mil, so he's still around. They signed starting pitcher Jose Quintana, two years, 26 mil, which I think is going to be a very underrated off, uh, very underrated deal. Um, and also, they signed Justin Verlander, two years, $86.6 million. The fine wine only gets better with age. Absolutely crazy. Goes and gets Tommy John, comes back with possibly his best statistical season ever, wins another Cy Young, getting $43 million a year for two years. Why not? I mean, you lose the Grom. Cohen's got the deep pockets. Go throw a boatload of cash at this guy. Mets are going to be scary. Oh, and this one got cut off as well. Uh, also, David Robertson, relief pitcher, one near 10 mil. He was on the Phillies last year. He was pretty good. Uh, Kode Senga was the um, big um, Japanese um, prospect coming over, starting pitcher, five years, $75 million. He'll slot in as their three, probably. And then Omar Navarez, two years, 15 mil. Adam Adovino, two years, 14 and a half, which I think is, you know, that's also going to be a very good deal for them, I think. Um, they traded away James McCann, good riddance, I'm sure Mets fans are saying. Um, and yeah, so that was their off season. Obviously you'll be, you're like, what about Carlos Correa? We'll get there. I'm just making sure I didn't miss any deals because about half of those that I just read were cut off and I almost didn't say them. Uh, yeah, so that's that with them. Um, just wrapping that up. Diaz, Quintana, Verlander, Robertson, Sanga, Narvaez, Adovino, all coming in, re-signing, Oh, not Diaz wouldn't be coming in. Resigning Diaz and Nimmo. Um, so, yes, yeah, so the Mets had themselves a good offseason. Almost had themselves an insane offseason when the Carlos Correa deal with the San Francisco Giants, which we'll get to again when we talk about the Giants. I'll touch on that again. But that deal basically fell through, as you all know by now, I'm sure. Steve Cohen uh, gave Scott Boris, his agent, a call. was like, yo, what's it going to take to get it done? They presumably had something done. Cohen then decided to start telling people about it. Don't really know what that's about. He might have himself a grievance there with the Players Association, but that's, um, you know, that's something for another day. So that happens. They then look at the physical. That falls through just as it did with the, um, with the Giants. Apparently, according to Correa, I believe this was in the F athletic or espn.com or something like that i'm sorry i don't exactly remember he had said that the mets then used the same exact docker who failed him on his giants physical so i don't understand you were doing the same thing expecting a different result doesn't really make sense to me but hey um there's that that fell through he ended up going to the twins we'll get there when i talk about the american league in our next episode but still I mean, regardless of whether, you know, of that not going through, they still had themselves a very, very, very good offseason. So that's the New York Mets. Uh, moving on, the Miami Marlins, Gene Segura, 
two years, 17 mil, and Johnny Cueto, one year, eight and a half mil. They also brought in Luis Arise from the Twins, trading away Pablo Lopez. They traded away Miguel Rojas to the Dodgers uh, for Jacob Amaya, who I don't remember if he was AAA or AA, but just, you know, reading up on that a little bit he should you, you're probably going to see him in a marlins uniform eventually this season so be on the lookout for that if you care i mean i don't know if i do but being a phillies fan i'm probably going to see the marlins a good bit so well not probably i will be seeing the marlins a good bit so yeah so they brought in um Cueto to replace you know pablo because they had that pitching surplus they knew they wanted to make a trade and they did. So, I mean, the Marlins, I don't necessarily expect them to compete. They, they were okay. They got, they got Mean Gene, so I was kind of sad about that. But, you know, the Phillies moves on to bigger and better things, so there wasn't much there. Um, and then Cueto, like I said, Amaya, Rojas leaving, Arise coming in, Pablo Lopez leaving. <sighs> Moving on, Washington Nationals didn't do much. This will be quick. Heimer or Jamer, not really sure. Candelario, third baseman, one year, five mil. Had himself a decent year with the Tigers a couple years ago. Hasn't really been able to replicate it. Change of scenery on a cheap price, sure, I guess. Um, They claimed Jeter Downs off of waivers from Boston, who was the big prospect that Boston got in return from the Dodgers in the Mookie Betts trade, so that doesn't look great the fact that they were able to just kind of claim him I mean it doesn't look great for Boston um the Nationals I mean if he he was at one point a really big prospect so I mean if there's something there still you know good, good you know I don't I don't really know what to say about that I mean good for you guys if it works it works but also there's a reason you were able to claim him so yeah um another rec- reclamation project you have Dominic Smith one year, two mil. He had himself a good, was it 2021 with the Mets where he was pretty good? And then it just, again, didn't click very much. So maybe, you know, he'll have the playing time. He'll get the at-bats in Washington. So maybe it'll work there. And then left fielder Corey Dickerson, Dickerson, wow, Dickerson, one year, $2.25 million. Uh, he's going to fill out the outfield with, um, I couldn't even tell you who they're, who's on their roster. I'd have to look at that. Victor Robles and someone else. So, yeah, that's the Nationals. Nothing crazy. couple guys, maybe like a – maybe, you know, Heimer turns himself into something somewhat decent, trade him at the deadline for some prospects. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Nationals, Marlins, Mets, Braves, Phillies. That was your NL East. Moving on now to the National League Central, and we're going to start with the Chicago Cubs. The Cubs had themselves a, I don't know how to describe, interesting offseason. They they took a bunch of flyers on some players that could be good, but it also could very much blow up in their face, and they could suck again. So I'm not really sure how that's going to end up, but we're going to start running through this a little bit. They had Cody Bellinger, obviously, but... um, you know, he was released, DFA'd, whatever, from uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. He, coming off that, what was it, 2019 MVP season, he seems like he was like, was it 2019 or was it 2018? 
I genuinely don't remember. Um, but yeah, Bellinger seems like he was the next big thing in the Dodgers system. He could play first base. He could play center field. Insanely athletic. Really good with the bat. And last year, he was like literally, I think, second to worst player at the plate or something like that for qualified batters. It was really, really, really bad. Um, so he still gets $17.5 million with the Cubs. He's going to try and fix himself, get out of L.A. I mean, Chicago seems like a much more comfortable place to play um, for someone who's struggling. So maybe, you know, he'll be able to get himself out of that funk. He probably won't get back up to that MVP level, but he's going to try to, you know, make something of his name again. And then after next year, try and sign some kind of deal with someone else. So, and the Cubs were more than happy to take that. So they signed him. They had starting pitcher Jamison tie on four years, $68 million. They signed starting pitcher Drew Smiley, two years, 19 mil. Catcher Tucker Barnhart, two years, six and a half. Obviously losing Wilson Contreras. I mean, I guess he's your backup. Excuse me. Uh, two first basemen, they signed Eric Hosmer and Trey Mancini. Uh, you got a righty-lefty thing there. I guess that's what they're going to do. I don't love it for Hosmer just because – well, I don't love it for the Cubs taking on Hosmer because I don't think he's good at all. But I guess we'll see with that. They signed Trey Mancini, like I said. Uh, Trey, uh, you know, he was very, very fun and good to watch on the Orioles – Obviously had his bout with cancer, came out victorious, and then came out and played again, which is absolutely insane. Wasn't putting up the same exact numbers, but that's completely understandable. Ended up getting traded to Houston, won the World Series with Houston, so that's awesome for him. And now he finds himself in Chicago, two years, $14 million. Hopefully he can keep uh, playing to, you know, playing well. And then their big signing was shortstop Dansby Swanson leaving the Braves, coming over to Chicago seven years, 177. Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't, like, he helps. I don't think the Braves are, the Braves, I'm sorry, the Cubs are necessarily going to be competing. But, I mean, they could be around 500. I think Dansby being there, I think they solidified their rotation a little bit. I mean, Tyon's pretty good. Drew Smiley is he'll he'll pitch for you. I mean, he's not going to be fantastic, but I mean, he's still in the majors, so you know he'll he'll be fine. Um, they still have Kyle Hendricks, and ah, that's basically my extent of knowledge of who pitches for the Cubs. Um, yeah, I mean they'll be fine. Moving on from the Cubs to the Milwaukee Brewers, didn't necessarily do much. They did, though, sign starting pitcher Wade Miley. He comes back to Milwaukee on a one-year, $4.5 million deal. They signed third baseman Brian Anderson on a one-year, $3.5 million deal, formerly with the Marlins, came up, was really good, past couple years, stunk. So, yeah, I'm not really sure what to expect with Anderson. Probably be really good because, of course, he will, right? But obviously, like I said, traded for William Contreras, so he's going to catch for them. He's going to get a lot more opportunities to play pretty much every day for them. You know, was originally behind Darno. Now he's the main man there, so there's that. And also traded for Jesse Winker and Abraham Toro from the Seattle Mariners. 
So that is the Brewers moving on to the Pirates. There's actually surprisingly a lot more moves here than I remember them making. Um, they signed first baseman Carlos Santana, one year, 6.725 mil. Starting pitcher Vince Velasquez, one year, 3.15 mil. Catcher Austin Hedges, one year, 5 mil. Starting pitcher Rich Hill, one year, 8 mil. And the big one brought back Andrew McCutcheon, one year, $5 million. I mean, you know, big one in terms of just the relevance to the team, not necessarily money or star power. I mean, I guess star power. Andrew McCutcheon's still a big guy, like a big star. But, yeah, um, that's cool. Um, they brought in some vets, Hedges, um, Santana, Rich Hill. Pretty sure, I don't know why I don't have it here. I'm pretty sure I remember them. Didn't they sign... Um, Oh, my God. G-Man Choi as well, I think. I don't remember. I feel like they did. Um, so you obviously need those veterans in the clubhouse to help coach up those younger guys. Uh, Pittsburgh not necessarily in a place to compete yet. But compared to some of the teams out there that aren't in a place to compete, it seems like they're trying. It seems like you know, they're getting these guys in place. Like I said, coach up the younger guys. Your O'Neill Cruz, Key Brian Hayes, and Brian Reynolds still kind of cons- considered a younger guy. So, yeah, I mean, I like that for them. So, and then, <clears throat> sorry, and then the coach, like the relevance to, to Pittsburgh of Andrew McCutcheon, good for him. He was in Philly, really liked him when he was in Philly. Um, and he always said how he, he basically, he wanted to stay in Pittsburgh his entire career. He wanted to retire there. I think he wants his, just probably wants his number retired that like it's this whole thing and good for him now that he's coming back i think that'll that'll help with ticket sales and jersey sales and all that stuff right um so yeah as pittsburgh moving on cincinnati speaking of teams that aren't going to compete that i don't necessarily like their moves right fielder will myers one year seven and a half mil and then they traded for shortstop kevin newman from pittsburgh so yeah talk about underwhelming didn't do much they don't ever do much. It's Cincinnati. They think they can't compete because it's smaller market, which, like, I guess, but also, like, you can because look at San Diego. So don't really want to spend too much time on them. Moving on to St. Louis, the Cardinals brought back Adam Wainwright one year, $17.5 million, and then signed division, former division rival from the Cubs, catcher Wilson Contreras, five-year, 80 and a uh, $87.5 million, he's going to succeed Yadier Molina for in the next five years. And I like that. I kind of thought the Cardinals were going to go after one of the big shortstops. Was very surprised when that didn't happen. But regardless, um, you know, it's St. Louis. It's it, that, that organization, they just have a way of always being around, I think. They're never out of the playoff picture. So... You're probably going to see them at least in a wild card. Judging from the rest of their division, they'll probably be winning the division if Milwaukee doesn't get their stuff together. And, yeah, I mean, not too much happened with them, but they're still going to be good. Moving on to our final division in the National League. Um, Just a reminder, we've only gone, what, 23 minutes here. I hope that you are all enjoying. We're going to – this is the National League. We're going to be doing American League in the next episode. So if you like, if you have liked this so far, I'm just kind of running through, obviously. I'm kind of going pretty quickly. So just I don't want to make this too long of an episode. I just want to get everything down and then 
after the American League episode, I'll kind of break things down more and give my um, actual, like, more opinion-based and not necessarily, here's how much money they made and how many years and here's how it affect the team, you know? Kind of like that. So if you enjoyed, awesome. I appreciate it. Come back for the next one. I appreciate you still listening. And, yeah, jumping into it, NL West with the Dodgers. Los Angeles Dodgers won a hundred and what was it nine games last year I think something crazy they brought back Clayton Kershaw one year 20 million dollars he's still really really good I don't know why he doesn't get the flowers anymore it's really weird but Clayton Kershaw still a really good pitcher they brought him back they brought in Noah Syndergaard one year 13 13 million dollars excuse me they brought in J.D. Martinez, formerly of the Boston Red Sox, DH for them for one year, 10 mil. And here's my bold prediction. He's going to be an all-star. Just, I just, Dodgers facilities, Dodgers coaches, J.D. Martinez. It just, I feel like he's going to be really, really good this upcoming year. And then they also traded for, as I said before, from Miami, shortstop Miguel Rojas with Trey Turner leaving. Uh, I don't think Rojas is going to be an everyday guy. That'll probably still be Gavin Lux. It's more of like a security blanket, insurance system, something like that. If it's not working with Lux, you have Rojas. So, yeah, it's the Dodgers. I mean, not necessarily super overwhelming, nothing crazy, but it's the Dodgers. They're going to be really good. Speaking of crazy, eh, I mean, yeah. We're going to go to the San Diego Padres, starting with Robert Suarez, relief pitcher. They brought him back five years, 46 mil. He was really, really good in the playoffs. Um, even though my Phillies ended up beating them in the NLCS, I got nervous every time Robert Suarez walked out of the bullpen. I was like, yikes, you know, this guy's very good. Um, they brought in relief pitcher Seth Lugo, two years, 15 mil. They brought in... The DH, Nelson Cruz on a one-year, $1 million deal. Probably won't play too much. I'll give my thoughts on that in a second. DH, Matt Carpenter, two years, 12 mil. Also brought him in. Obviously had his absolutely like video game-like run with the Yankees last year, and then he got hurt. So, I mean, if they could capture just a little bit of that, they'll be happy. And then their big signing, they threw a boatload of money at shortstop Xander Bogarts, 11 years, 280 million dollars which is absolutely insane blew the red sox right out of the water which we'll get to when we get to the national uh, the american league um and yeah i mean suarez bogarts lugo carpenter and then nelson cruz i think is going to play somewhat not like a bench coach but like he's definitely there because they have tatis machado soto you know these um players from the DR. I think that's definitely the reason that he's there. Uh, kind of coach them up. I mean, not that Machado really needs it, but more for Tatis, especially coming off the suspension and all that. <clears throat> Moving on to the San Francisco Giants. Right fielder Mitch Hanniger signed for three years, 43 and a half. They signed Sean Manaya, starting pitcher, two years, 25 mil. Starting pitcher Ross Stripling, two years, 25 mil as well. Relief pitcher Luke Jackson, two years, 11 and a half. And also Michael Conforto, who didn't play last year. Not really sure what that's about. Signed for two years, $36 million. So, like, you look at that. That's a good little offseason. You're supplementing your corner outfielders. You're bringing in pitchers because pitching is always nice to have. 
excuse me. Oh my gosh. Um, but obviously the bigger, you know, the dark cloud looming over Giants fans' heads are we had Judge, that didn't happen. We had Correa, like we really had Correa, and then that didn't happen. So that kind of sucks. <laughs> I mean, I'm not really sure how else to put that. You had two of probably the top two guys out there, and it just did not happen for either of them, so that's unfortunate. But, I mean, it's not necessarily like they didn't do anything else. I mean, but then again, Mitch Hanniger is an Aaron Judge. So, yeah, that's that's what the Giants did. Moving on to the Diamondbacks, starting pitcher Zach Davies, one-year, five mil. And then they brought in third baseman Evan Longoria on a $4 million one-year deal. So, hey, I mean, if that works, cool. I think um, Longoria is going to be fun there. Just because, again, Diamondbacks were kind of surging late last year. A ton of rookies came up. Uh, Alec Thomas, Corbin Carroll, to name a few, were really good. I think they're going to continue to be really good. And then you got a seasoned vet like Evan Longoria. That'll help um, with them. That's kind of what I've been saying for these teams that probably won't be great, but bring in these like older players to – I mean, you know, you have young guys that need coaching, especially when it comes to Pittsburgh earlier and the Diamondbacks here. I think they have some very, very good young players that just kind of need that extra seasoning that these these vets can help them with, kind of show them the ropes, things like that. And then the last team in the National League, we didn't get to the Colorado Rockies. And in my notes, I have absolutely nothing. Literally, I wrote out the words absolutely nothing because it's the Rockies and they didn't do anything. And I think they're kind of a joke right now. And I feel bad for Rockies fans. And that's my stance on it. So, yeah, um, I hope you enjoyed that format. I realize I kind of rushed through that. Um, a little nervous going through this just because... One, I don't want to sound stupid and act like I missed something. And two, it was my first time obviously recording, like I said, in a, probably over a year. So, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. <clears throat> that was also a little bit for me to try and, you know, I'm going to keep these notes, try and remember. I can always refer back to these during the year and be like, oh, oh yeah, I remember when they this team did that. That worked out for them. Or, oh, I remember when this team did that. That really didn't work out for them at all. So we have that. We're just at about the half hour mark, well, over the half hour mark now, so not too long of an episode, just something to kind of run through the National League teams. I'll come back to you guys in, not really sure when for a timetable, but very soon with an American League off-season, I have in my title here grading off-seasons, I don't think I'm going to call it that, probably just like an um, off-season reflection, something like that. So yeah, this has been... (coughs) start that over this has been dinger discussions i have been matthew queer i appreciate all of you for listening um if you enjoyed tell a friend tell a family member um there's an instagram page at dinger discussions i post fun edits over there hasn't been much over the off season but once the season goes i'll do be doing edits and highlights uh things like that fun things that happen throughout the season just highlighting those so yeah That has been the episode. Like I said, I've been Matthew Guir. Thanks for listening. Peace.